Welcome to the Canon Church Sermon Podcast. I'm Tim Emmett, the lead pastor at Canon, and I hope that this message will help you take your next step with Jesus as he leads us from death to life, from sorrow to joy, from the world as it is to the world as it will be. Thanks for joining us. Well, good morning. If I have not met you yet, I am Heather Jalad. I get to serve here as the community engagement pastor at Canon. It is good to be with you this morning. Uh, we have been exploring the Bible, the book of joy, this unified story that leads us to Jesus over these last weeks. We have been working our way through these six chapters or themes or anchors in the story of God. Chapter one, the creation, chapter two, the fall, and today we get to chapter three, Israel. We've learned and been reminded, perhaps, that God has created us for a relationship with God and with one another. God has called us very good, and yet instead of choosing to love God in return, humanity continues to choose self, pride, and power. Still, still, God's all-persistent love pursues us. God's kindness and mercy guards us and guides us and saves us and gives us a new beginning on top of a new beginning on top of a new beginning. Jacob's life, who was in our text today, has a name change to Israel, and it is truly a technical a technicolor illustration of this truth, these new beginnings. Let me pray before we dig into God's word. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have met us here by your spirit and by your word. We pray that the spirit that inspired these words to be written, Lord, would interpret them for us, for our lives today. We ask and we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, uh, Anthony kind of stole my thunder because I will tell you that my birth name is Heather Elizabeth McIntyre. On this past Tuesday, Martin and I celebrated 30 years of marriage. Yes, 30 years since my name was changed to Heather Jalad. Now, I know that the analogy breaks down eventually, because not only was my life changed that day, but his was too. He didn't get a name change, though, <laughs> right? <clears throat> but changing my name and, and marrying Martin was a pivot point in my life, right? I bound my life to this other person in the covenant of marriage. And my life was no longer just about me. It was about both of us together, mine and Martin's lives. And there are many different factors in his life that set mine on a particular trajectory and vice versa, not the least of which was entering pastoral ministry, which was not even a thing when we got married. <laughs> Jacob's name change involved a covenant as well, a new start, not only for him, but for all of God's people and for the world. And this is the chapter that we dig into today. And name changes are not uncommon across scripture. We see them uh, time and again. Abram becomes Abraham. Sarai becomes Sarah. 
Saul becomes Paul, and here Jacob becomes Israel. In each of these cases, a new name comes with a new beginning and really a new purpose. And this is certainly true of him. There's a turning point. See, the promise that God had made to Abraham and to Isaac, Jacob's father, is now passed down to Jacob, which is frankly a bit curious because Jacob did not deserve this inheritance, nor did he come to it easily. One might even say that he stole it. If you're not familiar with the story of Jacob, Jacob had an older brother. His name was Esau. They were the sons of Isaac and Rebekah. You might say that Esau was his daddy's boy for many, many reasons, and that Jacob was his mama's. Long story short, Jacob and his mama conspired to deceive Isaac into giving him his brother's inheritance. What was rightly his older brother's, Jacob deceives his father into giving to him. And unfortunately, this is not the only time that Jacob deceives This heel grabber, or deceiver, as his name implies, has a bit of a history. And much of Jacob's life is spent hiding out and on the run. But frankly, the time comes when he has to face his fear and frankly face the music, what he's been hiding from all along. So God instructs him that that time has come and it's time for him to go home, to go back to where he has come from. Anytime I see this in scripture, it is such an image of repentance. It's such an image of return to go back to where you came from, to reorient your life. Jacob knows that it means that he'll likely meet his brother, the brother that he stole his birthright from, the brother that he stole his inheritance from. He's going to meet him face to face at some point on this journey on the way home. So he does what he can to prepare himself for that possibility. Like a criminal on the run that goes to turn himself in, he needs to prepare himself for what's to come next. So in this dramatic scene um, and a few chapters that precede what was read in today's passage, on the way to meet his older brother during a seemingly sleepless night, Jacob wrestles with God. In the midst of this wrestling match, he he has actually asked his name, the very thing that he lied about in order to get this blessing that he stole from his brother to begin with. He's backed into a corner. There is no turning back. He is wrestling with God. There's no deceiving anymore. Jacob, he says. My name is Jacob. He's coming clean with who he is. He's coming to himself in a sense. And his returning home and in his facing his brother is once again this image, this idea, this journey that all of us are on and come to again and again of repentance. See, he's been set free from everything that he is running from in this encounter with God and this call to go home, from being enslaved to the past, to the deception, to the mistakes that he'd made, to the wrong things that he had done. He's being set free. This is a turning point. This is a new beginning. So God changes his name to Israel. 
meaning God prevails or God preserves or wrestles with God. And he extends this blessing and covenant that was made to his grandfather and his father, to Abraham and Isaac. This covenant that was made with Jacob, however, with Israel, is not for himself alone. See, it's for the sake of the people of God. It's for the sake of the people of the world. With this name change, Jacob is invited into something, a bigger, bigger story than himself, something much bigger than himself. And we see this shift happen in him and his relationship with God no longer hiding out. And even in the relationship that he has with his brother, no longer hiding, no longer running, coming to terms, even wanting to to pay his brother off before he can even get to face him face to face. And Esau welcomes him with open arms. Again, this is one time we hear this story, but we hear the same story again and again and again throughout Scripture. I encourage you to look at the the story of the prodigal son who returns home and is welcome. This renewal of God's covenant brings with it the promise of a new identity. Again, not only for for Jacob, but for the, the people of God. Jacob is walking away from his past. It's a new start. This is not only Jacob's story, but it's Israel's story, and it is our story. This is the redemptive work of God in our own lives, an invitation to receive a new name, an invitation for a new beginning. So my question for all of us today is, where is God calling us back to? To a new beginning, What is God redeeming in our own history, not only our individual history, but even in the the life of the church? What is God redeeming in that history, individually and together as God's people today? Are we the light to the nations that God tells Jacob he and his people will be? Because like so many times before and after in the story that God tells, God is choosing one for the sake of the other, not for their own sake. And I think we can get really turned around in this, even today as the church, as the followers of Jesus. See, the people of God are to be a light for the nations. That promise is not exclusive. It's actually the most inclusive thing there is. There's a reason for God beginning with this man and these people. They're meant to be a light to the nation so that all will come to know God. Unfortunately, like so many times before and after, history repeats itself, as we will see in the weeks to come. The people of God get turned around and live as though the blessing is for them alone. They keep it to themselves. Like Jacob, if we're honest, we don't deserve this inheritance. There is frankly nothing that we can do to deserve it or afford it. But God's people are wrestlers. We are to be the family of God that wrestles with what it means to be God's people, God's unique calling that God has on all of us. 
to be a light to the nations, to be a light to the world, to be a living testimony to the goodness and the grace and the life of God. Where do you see, where do you sense God calling you, calling us to begin again to return to God, to be reminded of the covenant that God has made with us, not for ourselves alone, but for all of the people of God, for all of the people that God created, all of the people that God so loves in this world. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give thanks that though we do not deserve or afford the grace that you have shown us in your son Jesus, you have called us yours. You have brought us to a place of a new beginning by his life, by his death, by his resurrection. Lord, we do have a story to tell of your love and grace. We do have a story to tell of your kindness, of your mercy, of your goodness. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, continue to work in and through each one of us so that we might faithfully display the light that you have come to show us, that others might come to know you as well. All this we ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. We hope that this message will help you have a great week by helping you walk in faith, hope, and love. Looking for more information about Canon? Check us out on the web at canonchurch.org or follow us on Facebook at Canon UMC and Instagram at Canon Church 2424.